Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And on today's episode, we're going to talk the review of the 1917 comeback win. It's Jack Chambers time, baby. But there's an unsung hero that I don't think enough people are talking about because folks don't like admitting they're wrong. And so we'll get into that a little bit, as well as talking about what happened in the game and Devin Leary's injury update and... We're going to review how the team did against King's Keys. So stick around for all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. You are Locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. So, folks, first thing first, um, this is this 1917 win over Florida State was massive. Let's just be honest. It was massive. And there was a tweet that I made during the game that I was talking about, um, you know, how everything had happened and, and why everything worked out the way it did. And I, I want you to I want you to just bear with me for a second here in terms of this not being the same old Wolfpack team that we've seen in the past. And I said that these Wolfpack teams have a, a, how do I put this? These Wolfpack teams that we've seen in the past had a way of letting one loss turn into two, turn into three. Okay. I talked about that. And I talked about, you know, the, the reality is a mature football team in college means that you have a bunch of guys who are legally able to drink a year, maybe two ago. That's, that's mature. So the the reality is you need to uh you need to have the ability to come out in the second half and do what needs to be done in order to in order to make sure that you show the country and yourselves we are not in the business of letting one game turn into two we are not in the business of oh we lost our season over we don't need to play hard anymore and it's it's just oh, well this is just so sad. This is a moment. This was a moment, rather, where the Wolfpack could have packed it in. Everything was there. Everything was there for this team to pack it in. You're playing a Florida State team that's better than everybody expected, and it's Florida State. You you lose your starting quarterback. You got to put in a, a walk-on transfer. Everything was there. Everything was there. And yet, this team came through and yet this team showed up and I, I tweeted out with state traditionally losses find a way to turn into two or three. If this team is the mature cast of characters, we think this second half will show it. Well, let me tell you something. The second half showed it. It showed it. And again, that's, that is verbatim the tweet word for word that I gave at halftime, 9:58 PM on Saturday night. And you know what they did in that second half? The defense pitched a shutout. The offense scored its only touchdown of the game. The offense put up 16 points in the second half. That's what I'm talking about. When I say this team, this team has the potential to be special and different. This is the type of moment where it starts, where it gets going. Because the road ahead doesn't get easier. Sure, I'm not going to lie to you and say it does, but 
you didn't make the road ahead harder in this game. Yes, Syracuse, 5 and 0, tough task coming up. That's a that's a tough team coming up. Sean Tucker is running the ball at a high high clip. He is running the ball at a high high clip. But you know what makes that running attack of Syracuse even harder to stop? When you're looking around and saying, man, we we not suffered two losses straight, man. We don't know what's going on, man. I, we just was, we came in with all this and we we don't lo- that makes it harder. So the ability to come away from this game with a win, the ability to, in spite of things working against you, to overcome adversity, to have that grit and grind mentality of we are not surrendering, a di- we are not, mm-mm, we're not packing it. And I'm not going there are certain members of the fan base, and y'all know I, I, I don't like talking to the minority, but I got to talk to them. There are certain members of the fan base, and I'm don't worry, I'm going to talk to the majority in a minute here. That said, when Devin Leary went down, well, there goes the season. And I, I, don't, I don't mean to be rude to it when I say this. I don't mean to be rude to Devin. I don't mean to be rude. To, why would we say that? Even if. Devin Leary was playing the way that everybody expected him to coming into this year. Even if he was a legitimate Heisman candidate with the rest of the team playing like they are. Why would I say that there goes the season? We won't see a defense like Clemson's again. And I know Syracuse is putting up spectacular numbers defensively spectacular. They're the number one defense in the league in some regards. I know that. I know that's a good defense. They don't have a Miles Murphy. They don't have a KJ Henry. They don't have those guys. I'm just telling you. I'm just, I'm letting you know in all seriousness and sincerity, we won't see another defense or or another defensive front like Clemson's. We won't. That's just the facts of the matter. And so when I go forward from there, this team, again, had every reason, every reason, every reason to say, hey, you know, Devin Leary got us one touchdown. He got us close, but. You know, we can go ahead and, oh boy, oh boy, we don't, we can go ahead and pack it in at this point. They didn't, they didn't. And the defense came up with huge, massive turnovers, massive turnovers. One that put us in super plus position that our offense did their best to ruin. Hickory dickory, more failed Tim Beck trickery. We got a, a throwback pass from Thayer Thomas. Why, we know. Thayer Thomas has more passing touchdowns than successful uh, jet sweeps or jet sweeps that turned into touchdowns. We we know that. That's what the numbers bear out. So guess what's going to happen when teams see that little number five come and get the ball on the jet sweep? Guess, guess what they're probably thinking? Oh, no, we need to watch on the other side of the field. Or, oh, no, the, the corners need to be getting deep for the pass. That's what they're thinking. Maybe we could trick defenses by actually running that jet sweep. Mm, who knows? But anyway, on top of that, we had some penalties that moved us back even further. And, and at that point, we we were knocked darn near out of field goal range and had to uh, gain some yardage on third down to get back into field goal range despite getting the ball on, I want to say, the 13-yard line. There were moments. There were moments where this thing seemed like State was going to do their best to fumble it. But we didn't. We didn't. This team, at the end of the day, they came away with it. And yes, that is partially thankful or partially thanks to um, Florida State having absolute zero trust in their kicker, therefore putting the ball in the air at the end of 
excuse me, at the end of the game and allowing Boykin to pick off a ball, hey, I ain't going to say they didn't. I'm not going to say they didn't do that. I'm not going to sit up here and lie to you and front to you and say, oh, yeah, Florida State didn't put the ball in harm's way. Not going to sit here and tell you that. But we took advantage of it when they did. And that's all that matters. That, to me, is all that matters. We trailed 17-13, I believe, or, or might have been. Yeah, we trailed 17-13 when, when Devin Leary went out. And yet, and still, this team, they showed up. They showed up. They Again, whatever, whatever you want to say about what they did or didn't do or whatever the case may be, a win is a win is a win. I'm sorry, Devin Boykin showed up with a big interception. Devin Boykin showed up with a big interception there. So this is, when I look at this team and I look at this game, I say that this game is one that could be, I know that we thought Clemson was going to be a program definer and, and you know, the, the definitive moment where we say this team became something different, but it honestly could be this game. It honestly could be this game in that there was, in this moment where you have every reason, where you have every reason to say, oh, I can't do it. I can't. I just can't. I can't. I, I, uh, we uh, giving up. The path of least resistance is right there for us. This team didn't do that. They strained and they fought and they battled. But now let me take a, a couple of personal victory laps, shall we? Or actually, let me get the Devin Leary's injury, um, injury update first. And then I'll take a couple of victory laps and then we'll get into Ken's keys. All right. Because these things need to be said. There's some things that need to be said and we'll say them right after this. Uh, the numbers don't lie, folks. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my home. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. With 24-7 monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment there's a threat detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home and can't be reached. Their monitoring systems use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when the break-in is real, so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. So customize the perfect system in your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So a very, very quick update on Devin Leary's health situation. Um, there is no surgery needed. They said that this is going to be a, a rehabable injury. It, it sounds like there was like a sprained AC joint or something like that. Um, but with that being said, he's uh, day-to-day and that he could be back this week. He could be back um, in six weeks, which some people are like upset at and like, oh, my God, that's so vague and all that good stuff. But, I mean, it's the nature of the beast. It's the nature of injuries. Like, we all would like to pretend that we know and, and we have all the information on everything that's going on. But to hear that there's no breaks, no cartilage tears, no anything like that, that's, you know, he, they say he's going in for an MRI, actually. So, we the, you know, the um, for those of you who don't know, let's let me explain this out to you a little bit. The x-ray 
It's the bones. The x-ray tells you what's going on with the bones. If there's any broken bones, any damage to the bones, anything like that, okay? The MRI tells you about the tissue, the ligaments, all that good stuff. Uh, if there's a, a, a sprain, a tear, um, you know, anything like that, that's what the MRI is going to tell us. So Devin Leary uh, going in for the MRI to figure out exactly what's wrong here. And the results are sounding good because nine times out of 10, if it's not like a significant tear, he'll be all right. He'll be, he'll be back uh, before the season ends. Um, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So that's, that's definitely good news on the Devin Leary front. And it's crazy to me that it's always the hits that draw penalties that get him hurt, which is like the ultimate player safety thing to say, like, these are plays where you want to protect the quarterback. These are plays where teams took advantage or took uh, liberties that should not have been taken. And now congratulations. We potentially lose Devin Leary uh, for a very long time off that, which is just terrible. It's it's just such a terrible thing. And now I, I want to go back to the game for a second because I was told that Jordan Houston was bad at football. I was told after the ECU game and after Texas Tech that he didn't need to be in anymore and we needed to give all the touches to Demi and all that good stuff. That's what I was told. I was told that he was useless. I was told that, you know, he'd been there for years and never did anything special. That's what I was told now. That's what I was told. Well, look at that. Would you look at that? Hmm? I'm just trying to tell you. So he was, you know, I, I told people, don't write off Jordan Houston. He fumbled on the goal line against ECU, sure. But he's still a quality player. And now look, he was the leading rusher and receiver for the pack in this game. And yes, that does partially speak to the ineptitude of the offense. Yes, that does partially speak to the fact that when Devin Leary got hurt, there was not a single quarterback that completed another pass. We didn't complete another pass beyond the line of scrimmage. We didn't gain a single passing yard from that point forward. Absolutely. That does speak to that as well. But the reality is Jordan Houston led this team in rushing and receiving this game. And I'm going to tell you, for all the talk that everybody said about, oh, he's not this, he's not that, let me explain something to you. I, here's the thing. People think that um, a lot of folks think, oh, I've watched football and I've been around the game for a little while, so I know this game as much as the people who played it, as much as the people who, like, you know, dedicated their lives to it and all that. And I'm telling you right now, you don't. You don't. And this isn't me you know, waving around and say, oh, look, at, look, I, I'm smarter than you dummies and all that. No, no, no. Let me explain to you something about the nature of the game of football. Do you want to know why running backs are seen as, quote unquote, expendable now and they're not worth top five? Running backs being drafted in the top five to 10 is an anomaly that's only going to get further and further out because uh, running back is a position where naturally, because of your job, you're exposed to an additional risk of injury. You're the guy that everybody on defense wants to attack a lot of times, okay? And you don't have a lot. Yes, you are in a more aggressive posture. Yes, you're generally running downhill or you're, you're you know, um, seeing where everybody's coming from and all that. You have full sight of most folks. Sure, it doesn't matter if you have full sight of most folks. If you got a 300-pounder in your lap, soon as you touch the ball. 
doesn't matter if you have a uh, sight of most folks. If that linebacker is coming to fill the hole with terrible intentions that you cannot escape from. With that being said, I knew, I knew, as, listen, I'm trying to tell you, as sure as a fat kid loves cake, I knew that at some point in time, Jordan Houston would have to come up big for this offense in order for us to get a win. And voila. Voila. Or voila, rather. Voila. The the offense needed him to show up in a major way, and he did. And he did. And this is this is a this goes into another point that I had talked about before that I want to reiterate again. Our offensive line is not bad. I know, and I talked about how bad Belton got whooped on and beat up on by um those those guys from Clemson. I talked about it. I talked about it. I talked about it, and I'm very open about that. But again, those are guys that they're not just going on night one. I doubt that they'll be around after the first 15, 20 picks. I highly, highly doubt it. Hey, yes, he's old enough to where he should be able to handle himself better against those guys. Absolutely. Sure, sure. I'll I'll give you that. I'm not going to argue that. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. For sure. But now, with that being said, I said that this offensive line was going to be a key to winning this game and that we were going to need to take advantage of the fact that they were down some of their best defensive linemen and some of their best defensive linemen were hurt. I told everybody at the end of the game, before the interception, I said, during that drive, I said, we're one stop away from a win. And everybody said, well, Florida State has all three timeouts and yada, yada, yada. All I said was, I know, or I think rather, not not I know, I think if we get the ball back, we can lean on them and get a first down. And we did. Do you want to know why? Those linebackers over there are not slouches. Deloach is not a slouch, okay? Uh, they're, they're not slouches in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Bethune is not a slouch. He's not a slouch. You know, Lundy is not a slouch. None of those guys are slouches. None of those guys are terrible players that if they played for the Wolfpack, they wouldn't they wouldn't play it down. Would they start? Mm, mm, I don't know about that. I highly doubt it. But but uh would would they play? Of course. So they're not slouches. And with that being said, I mean, this was a game in which our linebacking court took it over on defense. They were all three of our linebackers, right? Moore, Thomas, Wilson, all have 10-plus tackles. All are being disruptive in their own ways, all making plays all over the field, particularly Thomas, who uh, had a huge pass breakup as well as a couple of QB hurts. But with that being said, offensively, our offensive line did what they needed to do. They moved guys around, and they opened holes up enough for Jordan Houston to find some room, for Delver Mims to find some room, for Jack Chambers to find some room to get us where we needed to be to get some field goals. And again, the defense, the secondary, yes, they were helped out and assisted by some drops, but at the end of the day, does not matter. The numbers are not what matters. It's the alphabets, and the alphabets that matter here are L's and W's. Shout out to Eric Bieniemy. And what did we come away with? A W, folks. 
That's what we came away with. So this offensive line needs some love because everybody, again, week to week to week. And this is something I tell players whenever I see them or whenever I talk to them. Um, you know, even though I'm a part of media and even though I'm, I'm you know, under, understanding of the fan base, the reality is you're never as bad as they say you are after a loss, but you're never as good as you are after a big win. You're never either one of those things. You're always somewhere between that. That's generally what you are. After a loss, everything is going wrong. All, all the things are bad. It's part of the reality. So let's get into Ken's keys here. Some of them were null and void. Uh, this first one, definitely null and void. I mean, Devin Leary got hurt, so it's not really fair to try to calculate a QBR there when he got hurt um, in a very crucial point in the game. However, the offensive line, so we're going to strike that one from the record books as well. There's another one that's coming up here in a moment, but that's another story for another time. The offensive line, no more than one sack and six hurries given up. They gave up one sack and four hurries. Now, again, this one feels like it kind of needs to be stricken to because we didn't pass the ball like at all in that fourth quarter and, and toward the end of the third quarter. But, you know, I digress. It is what it is. So um, one sack and, and four hurries surrendered. They accomplished that. Excuse me. They accomplished that goal. This was the second goal that I wanted to be stricken. Oh, Lord. This is not... That is incorrect. The goal for that one, the third goal was supposed to be um, the wide receivers not named Thayer Thomas needed eight catches for 175 yards and two touchdowns. Again, not really fair without your um, without your starting quarterback in the game. However, the receiving numbers were concerning. The receiving numbers were concerning on this game. I mean, it, in total, out of the receivers now, out of the receivers, we had um, nine receptions for a hundred. Oh, I'm sorry, nine receptions for 90, 91 yards or nine, 89 yards, I believe. That has to improve. That has to improve. And actually, three of those belong to Demi Sumo. So let me take those out. Long story short, the only reception, there Thomas did not have a reception. The only reception that we thought he had was uh, taken back and negated by a it was negated by a uh or he was out of bounds his left foot came down out of bounds slightly before his right foot did but the actual receivers the actual receivers and i'll throw in the tight end to give him a little help says zero you're looking at five receptions for um you're looking at five receptions for a little over 70 yards that's not gonna get it done that's not gonna get it done the rest of the way but again Starting quarterback was out. Don't want to hold him to that and having to play with a backup and not throw the ball um, at all for the most part in the second half. And now, so again, I was stricken from the record as well. Right now, the Wolfpack is one-on-one against the Keys. The first defensive key, under 150 yards rushing. They allowed 206, but but there's a, a, a key caveat to this, which they're still, I'm not going to give them this and say that they're they're plus here. But so they're one of two right now. Uh, I'm going to say they missed this one. But Jordan Travis rushed for 71 yards on one play. If it were not for that play, they would be at 135. If it weren't for that one play. But it was like we were playing Jordan Travis as if um, his legs were not a weapon. We were, we were you know, crashing really, really hard on the uh, inside handoffs as if, 
Jordan Travis is not a dynamic runner who could do some things with his legs himself, which is very confusing to me because that was the thing that everybody expected him to do well this year. It just so happened to be that Florida State had three good running backs that could all do different things well, but all are good with that ball under their arms. So they did not need him to run as much. And for us to completely ignore his legs was like, what are we doing here? He rushed for uh, over 100 yards by himself if you take away sack yardage. Just very disappointing there. So the Wolfpack is one of two at the moment. Three sacks was the second defensive key. We did not get that, but we got one sack and eight pressures. Now, let me tell you why that's significant, okay? Let me tell you why this is significant and why I will technically give the Wolfpack a win here because the job, the assignment, was three sacks, but the the real the the intention behind the three sacks is to make the quarterback uncomfortable. Now you're looking at one sack and eight pressures, which means nine times they got home or got this far from getting home. Right? That happened nine times. Okay. How many times did Jordan Travis put the ball in the air in total? Thirty. He threw the ball thirty times in total. Now. When you look at that, you say to yourself, well, nine into 30, that's basically one in three. But wait, how many of those passes were screens? How many of those passes were immediate? As soon as it hits his hand, boom, it's out the gate. So now you say, well, they they threw about at least five, five or six screens. I feel like five is a good number there. So you look at five screens. So now you're looking at 25 passes and nine times somebody was, you know, in his face. So basically once every two and a half dropbacks, he's getting pressured. They may not have had the actual sacks, but sometimes the pressure is just as good. And this is one of those situations. Jordan Travis never really looked like he had a lot of time to get comfortable in the pocket. And that was extremely important, which leads into the next key. So right now they are two of three and leads to the next key force two turnovers. Actually, you know what? No, I got to be honest. I can't give them that three-sack one because, I mean, I did set it for sacks. But they did accomplish the goal of getting them. You know what? I'm going to give them that. I'm going to give them that. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to stick with that one. I'm going to give them that because, again, the goal was to get them uncomfortable, and they did that. Now, leads into my final goal, which was force two turnovers. The two turnovers that they forced were massive. The two turnovers that they forced won the game. Point blank period. Point. The first turnover put NC State in massively plus territory. Put us in plus territory to where I was thinking touchdown, but we got a field goal. You you can't be too upset with getting points in that situation. Yes, we would want to see uh, no no Tim Beck trickery. Yes, we would like to see no double holding penalties to move us back uh, 30 yards. Yes, we would love to see that, but it's not what we did see, but we got points out of the drive. So you got to live with that. And uh, – the second interception by Devon Boykin sealed the game, sealed the game when they were in field goal position to see that they were throwing going to the same route concept that they'd already tried earlier in the game. Massive, massive work right there. Just good, good, great stuff. That's what you love to see. That's what wins ball games. That's what wins ball games. Okay. That again, there was a reason that I said I was betting on NC state and this, I was robbing NC state in this one. And, um, you know, there was a reason why even after Devin Leary got hurt, I didn't say, hey, the season's over, this team is over, it's, it's all done with. And I'm betting that this team keeps that the, the good stuff rolling and, and keeps finding ways and figuring it out with Devin Leary or without. 
So that's just my take there. And if you're a better, make sure that you go to betonline.net. I repeat, go to betonline.net. Uh, BetOnline is your number one source for all your football betting this season. Find all your latest player developments, team matchups, news, and podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports rating information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your games and, and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So we're about to land this thing, but I hope that I've made um, certain things clear, right? Number one, Devin Leary seems like he's going to be okay. Seems like he's going to be back this season and it's day to day. So, you know, we're, we're hoping the MRI comes back positive as well. Um, the, the next thing that we're looking at is again, these, these players, especially with running backs, it's not a great idea to write off the second guy on the depth chart. It's just not. I'm sorry to tell you. I promise you, even NFL teams know this. It's not a great idea to say, oh, well, this guy's playing well and his stock is up, so we don't ever need this guy again. I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. You probably will. Statistics say you probably will need that second guy in line. Um Next thing, and for the Kings Keys, again, two of them were stricken from the record books, but uh, this team did go two of two of uh, four on the day, so that's that's what you like to see. You know what I mean? It's again, yes, I am giving them uh, the the um, sack one as well, or no, they're they're three or four on the day if I give them the sack one because the O line um, gave the O line gave up less than. One sack and eight hurries. Uh, the the defense allowed more than 150 rushing yards, but they made the quarterback uncomfortable, which was the point of the three sacks, and they, they got the two takeaways. So this all in all was an amazing performance by the pack. We're going to look forward to Syracuse for the rest of the week and talk about what makes that team so dangerous and how they're still undefeated at this point in time. Peace and love, y'all, and as always, go Pack. <laughs> Our Locked On Wolf Pack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolf Pack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 